You're listening to the Jazz India Circuit Podcast. I'm your host, Laksh Tata. This is part four of our six-part musical journey about all that jazz. That opening piano solo you just heard was Rhythm Bunsel's cover of Spain by Chick Corea. This was a live performance at the Piano Man Jazz Club in Delhi, a venue that has become the go-to spot for musicians and audiences to find each other. In fact, many of the live performances that I've played for you in the previous episodes of this podcast were performed at the Piano Man. So far on the show, we've heard from historians and musicians about the history, the craft, and the life. And in this episode, I want to take you behind the scenes of the other side of the music, the venues and the curators that bring jazz to us. So naturally, my guest in this episode is the person behind the hottest jazz clubs in Delhi and Gurukram, the piano man himself, Arjun Sagar Gupta. I sat down with Arjun at the Piano Man in Gurugram to talk about why he wanted to start the club, the jazz scene in India, and how venues and organizers give exposure to new artists as well as the giants, both Indian and international, and find an audience for this century-old genre of music. I also have a special treat for our listeners. The Piano Man Gurugram is giving away two tickets each to five listeners of our show chosen at random for the upcoming Giants of Jazz concerts at the Piano Man from November 27th to December 8th. Stick around till the end of the episode to find out how you can win those tickets. Also, if you listen closely to my conversation with Arjun in this episode, you'll hear a piano in the background. That was not added in post-production. That's actually Rhythm Bunsel who opened this episode doing a sound check for his show at the Piano Man the night I was there. Now, before Arjun started The Piano Man, he was already a talented pianist and Fulbright scholar, having trained under John Raphael of the Delhi School of Music for over 18 years. And The Piano Man had quite a humble beginning. It started with just Arjun and a piano placed in a little 20-something seater cafe in Vasanvihar, which wasn't allowed to serve alcohol or meat. The Piano Man just sat there and played and played every time a customer walked in. And with the music came the audience. And then came more musicians. People came because of the warmth of the space. They came because of the F&B. They came because of the music. And then slowly, 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 like friends of mine in the music space started coming to me and saying, hey, can we play a show? But like, okay, why don't we, we'll do a gate and you just take the gate. So we gave like the entire gate money. So a couple of my friends started coming and performing, you know. Uh, I met musicians, uh, they started coming in, and but it, it wasn't a venue, it wasn't designed to be a venue, and I feel strongly about that. We didn't have the infrastructure to be a performance space, so we didn't call it a performance space. It was still the art cafe, and there's occasional music, occasional comedy. After the cafe came the first proper piano man in Subdurjung in Delhi, which, as Arjun describes, was an all-in move. And he set it up with an ideology which would become the key factor in the Piano Man's success. What I always try to tell people is that what's behind the organization before the numbers is the ideology. What are we trying to do? Why are we doing it? What makes it important? That's where all these outcomes that you see in the market, the artist first approach, the silent song, um, the fact that we've had 1800 concerts to date and we take pride in the fact that musicians are welcomed with respect, treated with respect, and when they leave, they feel happy and comfortable. We take pride in that. I'll tell you one really fun instance. The so Silent Song is a concept that we do every night. 
We take one song that the band picks, sometimes more, usually one. For that song, we shut our bar and stop service. My entire service team, all my guys, sort of blend into the background, go outside, have a smoke, have a chat, 10 minute break. And silence is mandatory in the room. And the reason is twofold. First reason is that the easiest way to show your love and your respect for the artist is just to listen. Right? At the end of the day, somebody is putting in years and years of effort to get to a point where they can get on stage and present what they're presenting. What they're playing today is not today. It's the cumulative learnings of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of work. The second reason is that when everyone participates, the entire house changes. For those few precious minutes, the house is a concert hall. And, and that respect proposition changes. Some, it's, it's a very small thing, but it was born out of the frustration of having a noisy house every day in Sabdajang. Because when we opened, we were just a cool, new, differently designed place with concerts, right? Nobody understood the, or very few people understood what we were trying to do. So, so that approach is something that is always critically important for me. And it's, it's the driving thought behind the piano man. Success often leads to a choice. Stay the same and perhaps get overtaken by someone else or keep creating, keep growing, keep experimenting. That's the choice Arjun made when they opened the piano man in Gurugram. Opening Gurgaon was very scary for me because I, I lived in the piano man in Savdajang. I lived there, literally like I was there so many more hours than I would be anywhere, including my house. So the question was, and everyone would say, how will you grow? You are the piano man. Like, you're there running the show, running things. I was like, well, that's the problem. Like, it can't be that way because the, the, the goal and the mission is so much larger than um, running one venue. So Gurgaon has shown us that with the same amount of care and this, without changing that respect proposition with artists, it is possible to grow the brand. It is possible to create more venues that are venues and not F&B outlets with music in them. And that has been a really, really positive learning for us because we do intend to take this forward. We do intend to build more, a few more venues in the country so that we actually have a standardized, consistent and high quality space for artists to express themselves in. And in Gurgaon, because we build the place so much larger and so much more production driven we're experimenting night is music every night is music in the evenings we're experimenting with comedy which we do in delhi as well theater we had a lovely theater production run with the guys from black box nikhil's younger brother madhav and crew kasturba pandey hilarious super crass super hilarious i love the play and in this environment even watching a theater production is spot on and it's spot on it just works we just installed 180 in screen, so like massive ass screen. So we're going to start um, um, independent sort of film screenings and stuff. So we're just working the calendar out for these things. Jazz has gained popularity in India for a better part of the last decade. So I asked Arjun about why more and more people are drawn to the music. The evolution of Indian songwriting over the last 10 years is extraordinary. Because of the explosion in exposure, and the clearer understanding of different genres. You actually understand what is the harmonic, melodic, and rhythmic aspect of jazz, of R&B, of 
Motown of rock and roll, you know, just breaking things down to the three constituent ingredients, harmony, melody, and rhythm, and studying them. And over the last 10 years, musicians have started using this tool set at a much better degree, at a much greater degree, a much more in-depth degree than they had before. So the quality of songwriting that's coming out of this country is growing beautifully fast. Like a lot of people who sort of co-write with other musicians will try to find somebody who can help sort of put in those fat harmonies that can really sort of color. And the best way to look at this for a non-musician is simply this. We as human beings are visually driven animals. We can understand what we see more than what we can hear. You look at a painting, you can split that painting into two core ingredients or components. The object of the painting, which could be a flowers, it could be a person, it could be whatever it is. And color that the artist has utilized to bring out the painting, right? And for me, I say the object is the melody and the color is the harmony. And what effect does the color have? If you change the way a painting is colored, you change the emotion that it portrays. The same melody will give you a completely different feeling if it's black and gray. It'll give you a completely different feeling if it's vibrant with dynamically rich colors. It'll give you a different feeling if you put these psychedelic sort of, you know, you know, shades to it. The emotion that the same object portrays can change. And the same thing is relevant in music. You change the harmony, the emotion that the same melody portrays can change. But the easiest way to see the effect of the growth of the industry and the scene is also to observe the songwriters and see the approach to songwriting change. Putting together 1,800 performances is no small feat. But an even bigger achievement is putting people in the seats to watch these performers. So I asked Arjun about who their audience really is. Music doesn't have any filter or bar. And you can be either of three kinds of people. People who like the music that we are playing, people who like music but have no exposure to the music we are playing, or people who don't particularly listen to music. First bucket is our audience, very obviously, because they like the music that we are playing. The second bucket is our audience because we want them to come in and experience music. Often, the reason why people listen to a specific kind of music is because that's the kind of music that is being promoted across industry. So you put on your TV, you listen to something, you put on your radio, you listen to something, you, you, know, uh, you go to the uh, music store and a bulk of what you get is driven by something, you open the top 10 charts, it's the same thing. So you're conditioned into enjoying that music. And I firmly believe that if you do a drastic shift, create an environment where somebody is completely ex exposed to some different kind of art and culture, it won't be long before they start loving it. It's the environment which makes it conducive. You create the exposure, you will create the audience. And the third bucket is people who don't really particularly listen to music anyway. What Piano Man is not giving you is not just music. It's not a CD being played. You can do that at home. It's an environment, it's an experience. Why do you go to a concert? Because there's energy in the room. The energy starts on stage with the musician and it bleeds from there into the audience. So. In that environment, it's a performance. It's not just music. It's the ability to interact with the emotions and the energy of the person who's performing. And so that's why we tell people, hey, okay, sure, you're not super keen about music, but why don't you come in and give the experience a chance? The key to staying relevant 
and bringing in new audiences and repeat customers is to having a robust programming strategy. I asked Arjun to share theirs. The first rule we realized is no band will be repeated in a six to eight week range. So that we are also forced to stay out of a comfort zone. Achha, ye band ne bajaya, logo ko bhi laga, paise bhi ban gaye, chalo, haroz inko dal dete hain. It's a very easy trap and that's what eventually starts happening with most places. But that is the worst thing you can do to a venue. Because when you start doing that, immediately you start wearing people out from your space, from the artists. They might love the artists, but they can't listen to them every single day for the rest of their life, right? You have to expand your horizons. We have a standardized pay scale. We don't, we can't afford to pay a lot because we've got to keep the place running. With, it's not very easy to do when your focus is not on only revenue generation. But it's a standardized pay scale and it's the same for everyone. So there's no discrepancy. And we've maintained that since day one. On top of that, we will take care of you. We will make sure that you have an incredible time with us. We will ensure that you get the respect that you deserve. And you will not have to chase us for your payment. If, we, if you rendered a service for us, we owe you the money, it's going to be paid. There are these certain rules that we put into place that have to be maintained. Beyond that, for us, it was experimenting and understanding. So we said, basic thumb rule, Monday slow, Tuesday slow, Wednesday medium, Thursday medium, Friday busy, Saturday busy, Sunday medium. This is the expected footfall through a week. So then we just started saying, all right, Mondays and Tuesdays, we can give opportunity to sort of up and coming younger artists. Wednesdays and Thursdays, we can focus on the indie bands, some sort of jazz trios, um, people who are trying to present something new. And Fridays and Saturdays, we'll stick to sort of more established and solid sets. Today, fast forward uh, four years in, uh, programming is not done by one person anymore. There's a team of seven, eight people sort of sitting down. Uh, we listen to every artist that writes into us. So my team obviously listens to it more immediately than I do. Then I sit in with them. They'll say, all right, these are the artists that have written in. Can we please hear them? We say, all right, we feel this artist will be able to handle a crowd on a Wednesday night. Are they ready for stage? Yes, no. These are difficult but honest decisions that have to be taken because the energy of the audience also changes, the expectation changes. And then if you put somebody who is very new to performance and on a Saturday night, the audience will eat him alive here, yeah. him or her. Like the audience will be, they're there on a Saturday night, the expectations are high. So that ensuring that we are matching that expectation is important because that will help ensure that smooth transition in the respect proposition. Hey man, wow, kudos. You are an amazing artist. We want, we want that to be said every single night. Every single night by every single person in the house. Every day we have one more day of data behind us. That's helping us to take better decisions. We're always, always looking out to give more and more new artists chances as well, because that's the only way the scene is going to grow. Before I left, I asked Arjun to tell me about his favorite night at the Piano Man, the night when one of the greatest living pianists of our time, Chick Corea, who we've mentioned a couple times in this episode, performed at the Piano Man last year. Firstly, I mean, the guy's incredible on stage. His banter, his conversation, he had the entire audience sort of hanging on a hook, like just waiting for his next move, whether he played or spoke. Um, he was super relaxed. 
it literally felt like we had the opportunity to sit with Chikoria in our living room and just it was that intimate and that intimacy is what drove that concert and for me as a pianist as a jazz pianist it was just a once in a lifetime experience and actually we got to jam with Chick later at night after everyone so we, we started a bit early I think we started about 8, 30 we were done by about 10, 30 uh, then Chick spent like an hour and a half talking to like everybody like after playing for two hours he spent an hour and a half talking to everybody who wanted to talk to him by that time, we had moved the other piano inside, so the grand was on stage, the upright was lying next to the stage. And Rhythm, the rhythm, the pianist I mentioned yeah. earlier, Shonai, another fabulous pianist from Kolkata, right now based in Delhi. Ekatrina on bass and Fidel on drums, they started a jam session. And I was sitting with Chick upstairs, just making sure he's like eaten, drunk, having a chat with him, people, you know, one by one bringing people in to meet him or group by group, so that he doesn't get like overwhelmed. Like people had gone by 11, 30, 12. It was two, three people sitting. So he's like, let's go. So Chick and I walked uh, from uh, from the top. We took the staircase onto the stage. Um, the pianist back faces the stair. So Rhythm was playing this piano. Shonai was playing the upright. So Shonai could see Chick walking down. Ekatrina was playing bass. Ekatrina could see Chick walking down. Fidel was playing drums. Fidel could see Chick walking down. But Rhythm, who was playing the grand piano, couldn't. And suddenly, Chick goes right up to him, and they were playing uh, Anthropology, a Charlie Parker tune. And Chick taps on his shoulder and says, mind if I join in? <laughs> oh my God. They, firstly, the expression on Rhythm's face was just like, I, I wish I could like freeze frame that expression. Like, So then, Rhythm is sit, still sitting. He, Chick didn't ask him to move, he just said shift. So Rhythm shifted, and Chick sat down next to him. So four-hand piano on the grand. I was like, I'm not missing this opportunity. So I went and I sat down with Shonai, four-hand piano on the upright. So there are four pianists, eight hands performing, anthropology one, like, with Ekatrina and Fidel. It was, I mean, that, that was a special night. It was a really, really special night. And it's like, you, we couldn't have planned it. We couldn't have planned how it turned out. We couldn't have planned what happened. And that's the beautiful thing. The most incredible nights have just happened. And that was, that was literally the most incredible of all the most incredible nights. That was Arjun Sagar Gupta of The Piano Man sharing his insights as a curator and venue owner on the current jazz landscape in India. Now, we have a special treat for our listeners. Arjun and The Piano Man team are giving away two free tickets to five listeners chosen at random to any of the upcoming performances happening at The Piano Man in Gurugram during the Giants of Jazz Volume 5 concert series, which will feature 12 amazing world-renowned artists and is happening from November 27th to December 8th. To participate in this ticket giveaway, all you have to do is go to the Piano Man or Launchora or Jazz India Circuit social media pages, Facebook or Instagram, find the recent post featuring this episode, which is part four of our podcast series, and add a comment to the post tagging your friends and fellow jazz lovers. We will pick five commenters at random from any of the posts and contact you if you are chosen. Of course, you still have a few days to purchase tickets to the Jazz India Circuit concerts happening in Goa and Gurugram. Go to the Jazz India Circuit website to find out more and use the offer code JAZZ10 to get 10% off on any package. That's it on part four of this show. Closing out this episode is an artist who will be performing at the Jazz India Circuit in Delhi and Gurugram, and also at the Giants of Jazz at the Piano Man in Delhi and Gurugram. This 
is Simon Thacker. Ah.